Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. As California's homelessness problem continues to get worse and worse, lawmakers are introducing new ideas to try and get more housing built. But even some existing ideas are running into roadblocks, even as the state throws billions of dollars at the issue. State Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco introduced legislation today to bypass zoning restrictions to expedite housing construction in cities that are not meeting their state-mandated housing goals. State Senator Dave Cortese of San Jose has a bill that would streamline environmental review. There's a deepening sense that existing solutions just aren't getting enough done quickly enough. Oakland has embraced building more tiny homes or cabins, those tough sheds that house people in places like the sprawling Wood Street encampments. A new batch just went up there. But even that idea may not fly, as it turns out, in San Francisco. For more, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by San Francisco Supervisor Hillary Ronan. She's been behind a plan for some of those tiny cabins in a parking lot on Mission Street, but now says neighborhood opposition may scuttle the idea. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, so, so what's gone wrong here? I mean, the, these cabins are tiny homes. They've worked elsewhere in the Bay Area and on Gough Street in San Francisco. Why not in the Mission? So, so let me be specific. I think there's a little confusion from the article that went up uh, in the Chronicle today. Um, the, we have a tiny cabins project in San Francisco. It's on 33 Gough, and it's incredibly successful and it is exactly what I was trying to model. Uh, it, it creates second one modeled off 33 Goff um, at 1979 Mission Street in an in, uh, empty parking lot that's owned by the city. I'm not backing off just because of neighborhood criticism. I'm backing off because despite reaching uh, agreements with all of the different city departments, DPW, the Healthy Streets Department, the Homeless Outreach Team, SFPD, about keeping the areas in front of temporary housing sites. Like we have a navigation center in the mission. We have a safe sleep site in the mission where people uh, can can um, pitch a tent inside of, of a gated private lot. Uh, the conditions outside of those facilities are so bad that neighbors in the mission feel like, why should we welcome more of these temporary sleep sites into our neighborhood when we already have a ton of those sites? Other neighborhoods in San Francisco don't have a single one, and the city seems incapable of keeping conditions out in front of these sites in, you know, healthy, safe good, clean repair. And so that's why I'm backing off this project. I'm sick of the mission being the, you know, one of uh, a couple neighborhoods in the city uh, where we 
put service after service uh, to uh, improve conditions for the entire city of homelessness and other poverty-like issues, and yet we um, don't get the same resources in our neighborhood uh, to keep the streets clean and safe and clear. And that's what I'm frustrated with. Okay, so then let's focus on that golf location. What are they doing right at that location that uh, you're concerned about in the mission? Well, I mean, uh, a, a couple of things. One, I think that um, the organization Urban Alchemy that runs that site uh, has a lot to do with it. I think they get uh, regular street cleaning um, and, you know, some reason they have not allowed or anyone who has uh, pitched a tent outside the facility has been willing to move inside when offered um, that option. And the mission, it's it's not the same. It's not that the city departments aren't working hard. I believe that they are. Um, But the tools that they have in their toolbox aren't enough in order to keep the areas around uh, these homeless serving sites like a, a tiny cabin site uh, clear. And, you know, we, we've put service after service in the mission. Usually I do it with a lot of complaints from the neighbors and I stand up for it, but I just don't, I, I just don't think it's fair that one neighborhood um, should have to bear the burden of inequality and all of these deep problems in San Francisco and not be able to enjoy safe and healthy and clean and clear streets. And uh, increasingly, the conditions in the streets of the mission uh, are are horrible. And as much as I've asked for support um, from the city and have gotten some additional support, it's not enough um, to have these these vibrant neighborhoods. So when the neighbors complained um, and, and, and were in opposition to this new site, uh, that I that I proposed and got the money for, I can't look them in in the face as their supervisor and promise that the site will improve conditions in their neighborhood. And I just don't know how I'm going to keep selling these sites if I can't make that promise to them. The cost has also been cited. It's been reported that the tiny sheds in San Francisco cost a hundred grand, not including operating costs, which is way more than the cost in Oakland. Did you find that to be true? That seems to be a problem in San Francisco in general. I there's no way that I would approve a project with costs that high. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. No other city is paying cost that high, but I feel pretty convinced that when we put a, you know, if the project moves forward and and we're certainly working to get there, um, that if we put out a request for proposals, we would see proposals coming in for much less than that hundred grand cost uh, that's been been cited or, or set aside. It's too expensive. If other cities can do it for anywhere from $10,000 a cabin to $50,000 a cabin. There's no reason San Francisco can't as well. And I do feel confident we can bring those costs down. What I don't feel confident about is that we can then keep conditions around the site clean and clear and safe for the residents across the street and the school that's right next door. This is probably a question with a very complex answer, but it seems like every potential solution from a, you know, tiny cabins to affordable housing seems to cost much more in San Francisco than in other locations. Why is that? The tr- 
trying to get to the bottom of that. I, it, it, you know, uh, labor costs I know are, are are really high, and especially to get because um, there uh, is a shortage of labor. Uh, materials costs are high. I have talked to the mayor personally about sitting down and analyzing why our our costs are so much higher, and then working together and partnering to bring those costs down. It, 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 it's untenable. We can't, as it is, you know, San Francisco alone cannot solve these nationwide, region-wide problems on our own, but we certainly can't do it if costs are, you know, anywhere from five to 10 times uh, where they are in, in, in other areas. So I don't know the exact reasons why, and it's something that I've just started beginning to work on, um, but I it, it can't continue, and we've got to bring those costs down. All right, well, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to talk with us about this this afternoon. San Francisco Supervisor Hillary Ronan, that's sort of the, the Bay Area homeless problem and microcosm, what's going on in San Francisco right now. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.